Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. You're in and you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags. And get ready. You're going to Vegas. With someone who knows Vegas inside and out. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, the podcast. Everybody knows how great the Vegas Golden Knights season has been. They're winning. And if you've been to a game, the atmosphere is incredible. I was at my first game uh, earlier in the month and was just fascinated by all the things that go on there. It was incredible. And we've got the guy responsible for that. He is the Vegas Golden Knights vice president of events and entertainment. His name is Johnny Greco. Johnny what a fantastic atmosphere you've set up there. You know, you come from the world of of sports marketing and so forth. You were in the world wrestling uh, entertainment thing. Was this kind of the culmination of uh, all you've done in the past? Because it just seemed like uh, the entertainment there was incredible. Well, thank, thanks very much, Stephen. I appreciate you having me on. Um, uh, glad you had a good time at your first game, by the way. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, to answer your question, uh, 100% it's been a culmination um, you know, some of the experience I've had and some of the incredible talented people I've been able to, to work under and learn from to get to this point and, and all the fun and games that we have at these, these, uh, at T-Mobile arenas, you know, big part of it's what's going on on the ice. So thanks to those guys. And then a huge part of it is this community, the, the Las Vegas city and, and the culture here, they love their sports. They are great sports fans. They are coachable. They are hungry. They, they're coming to these games now with all these fun signs and cheers and chants and great outfits and it, it makes having a good time at a Vegas Golden Knights game a whole lot easier when you have a whole bunch of people ready to party. Well, and talk about setting the bar high. This job for you, you're going into a city that knows how to entertain and I mean they they do yeah. it as hard as it goes. Did that kind of challenge you to like, all right, I've really got to put my A game out here for this? No doubt. Um, Stephen, that was a big thing when we were uh, just considering this this opportunity and building it all out like you're coming to the entertainment capital of the world if someone doesn't like a restaurant or a show or a performer or they're just going to go down the street and go somewhere else for it so and it's and it's going to be world class at every single door you knock on so we knew that um the advantage was a professional sports team so there was something a little new there for the city but but as far as the level of production and engagement it's it's world class Unfortunately, we have partners like the Cirque du Soleil's and, and just, just great uh, performers in this community that have really welcomed us with open arms and, and are, are up for, like, video skits or, or uh, you know, being the siren cranker at our games. You know, it, just, it gives it a nice Vegas feel. Uh, and, and this whole community, this phenomenal production entertainment community, has opened up their arms to us, and, uh, you know, we're, we're happy to reciprocate with, with a good time. So it's, it's the pressure was there, but that was part of the challenge. And... and part of the excitement of, of going in with expectations for sure. Well, what you do is quite involved. I got to the game real early because I hadn't been there before and it just yeah. so happened to get there. And you guys set off this horn that goes off yeah. <laughs> and you go, you, it was like a two minute warning before we were sitting there in an empty stadium. I wonder why they were warning. I jumped 90 yeah. feet in the air. And yet during yeah. the game, that isn't so loud anymore. You've got the place jumping. 
Yeah, that's uh, it's funny. Our, our goal horn is really loud. Um, I can't remember the exact decibels. I think it's 137 decibels. But when when the crowd is there and they're all cheering and, and jumping and dancing, it sure doesn't sound as loud as it does in an empty arena. That's for sure. So thank you to thank you to the Vegas fans. That's for sure. The national anthem is a little different in Vegas, and you got to kind of pay attention oh, yeah. because there's a part where everybody yells yeah. "Knights." Uh, how did that get yeah. started? You know, early on, a big uh, big mantra of our of our experience, just just as a new entity in this community, uh, we wanted to make sure that we listened to this community and honored this community, and and you know, just paid attention to what they liked so we could support that. And in hockey, more than other sports, there's there's a common theme where the fans where wherever they can celebrate their team they sort of yell out something within the national anthem so um you know the dallas stars when it when it gets to the point in the anthem where it says stars the whole crowd cheers stars in uh, in calgary even though it's canadian for the u.s anthem you know um oh say can you see for their logo for calgary um they also go do it for red and so our fans just early on took on to the gave proof through the and at the first game, you heard a few people just go, night! And it was, we, we like all looked at each other, we were like, oh my gosh, like, these <laughs> fans are incredible. They're already going to start this. And that like exponentially grew. Like by game five, it was like, you weren't in the know. If you didn't do that, it's like, where have you been, you know, all this time? Meanwhile, we're five games old. But now, like, again, to the game you come to, which is game whatever, 36, 30, like, people, everyone shouts it at the top of their lungs with all the passion you can imagine. And it just, it sets, Something that's really important to to our team, to our to our culture is is home ice advantage. And when you have seventeen thousand people all cheering in unison for the same thing, for the national anthem and great national pride, it's a cool moment where we're like, all right, we're all in this together. This is what home ice advantage is about, and, and we're going to have a good time. So it's it's that's one of those things that this city hats off to them. They 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 took it, started it, ran with it, and we. We celebrate it for sure. Well, Johnny, a couple things happen. You get the job in April. Now you got to be thinking going into this. I got to entertain people because this is an expansion team. And oh, I remember yeah. Oh, yeah. people saying, if you win twenty, maybe twenty-five games, yeah. you had a great season. Yeah. Who'd yeah. have thought? <laughs> I mean, this had to shock you, right? <laughs> what happened? It, it absolutely, absolutely does. I mean, it is literally unprecedented. These things don't happen. So you're totally right. You don't go into this sort of opportunity, starting birthing a franchise, and and saying like, oh well, when we go to the playoffs, where you don't do that at all. Like that's just not it's not realistic, and it's kind of crazy. So, so what you do is okay. And I've been, I guess, I guess you'd call it fortunate to work for last place teams. I've worked for, you know, I was with the Cleveland Cavaliers when LeBron James left. You know, like that was a big that was a big hit. You know, oh, so yeah. what you have to do is you need to give the fans and the community something to hold on to, something to to be happy about. Hey, I got a t-shirt. Hey, Chance the Hilo Monster came up and gave me a high five. I was on the Nitron. I'm dancing to the YMCA. Like, you want everyone to be a part of the experience. And and if our mindset was going in, like, let's make sure it's a really good time and that'll keep people involved and, and engaged. What, what happened was, you know, we, we introduced a good time, but then the, the, the team on the ice is just playing at such a high level and such a fun brand of hockey with such passion it makes all the stuff we do look a lot better. I'll, t- I'll tell you that. I-, I like to think we're doing a nice job, but but without those guys scoring all those goals and, and you know, breaking records left and right, it-, it sure makes it a lot easier for us. 
Well, it is a real nice balance because the game I happened to see was an atrocious game, probably the worst game they played all year, and yet people were still having a good time. And the other thing that struck me is you have all this stuff you're talking about, and we'll kind of go through some of those things, but there's just sure. stuff constantly going on, and yet seem like a pretty knowledgeable crowd, particularly for a place yeah. that hasn't had a hockey team. Yeah, absolutely. And again, compliments to the city. We, we didn't know going in how it was going to be, and you know, it's a transient city, but there's also just this great, rich local blood that's here that, that, that they, they want to have something that's their own. So I think a lot of people educated themselves on the game. A lot of people, more people than maybe we assumed, just knew about hockey anyway. Um, and then you have the transient people that, that knew hockey from somewhere else but kind of um, adopted this team as their own. Uh, because, hey, I don't live in Chicago anymore. I don't live in Toronto anymore. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be for the Golden Knights now, which is cool. But... What you just said is a, is, a, is a really nice compliment and a big focus is if, if the on-ice product isn't super strong on any given night, which is rare, unfortunately for us, um, but happened to be the case in your, uh, the game you went to, we want to make sure people still have a nice time. So, you know, we, we really empower our, our whole creative team at the games to find the fans who are dancing. We may be down two or three goals and people don't feel like dancing, but there's someone there who's coming to the first game they've ever seen in their lives, like yourself. Like, we need to, to show them and honor these fans who have given so much of, of their passion and their voices to this experience. We've got to give them a good time right to the end. The minute they get out of the car to the minute they get home, we want, we want them to have that, that dialogue of fun and the conversation continuing all the way through, no matter the score. Because, you're, again, you're not always going to win the games. You know? right. Unfortunately, we've been doing a lot of that. But, but when you don't, you still want to have an environment that people can really just have a blast with and talk about the next day. Well, I want to talk with you about the beginning of the season because I know the NHL people couldn't be happier. The way the team handled the tragedy in Vegas with just the right amount of class and kind of people, but letting on people kind of let it go and so forth. And then, of course, that didn't hurt yeah. that the team won. Uh, that Absolutely. had to be kind of a tough thing, though. I mean, you know, someone like yourself who's done this for years, yeah. were you yeah. kind of, do you think, I got to be careful, I don't want to push this too much? Or what was kind of yeah. your thought process? Again, uh, this, the group of, of just people within the uh, the game presentation side and just all through the organization, like it's a very transparent setup, and we all talk and share concepts and ideas. And you know, months before October tenth, our first home game, we had a we had a plan for what we were going to do opening night, first game ever, first home game ever for a franchise. You know, that's a big deal. That's like that alone, so few people ever get to do and. We were so excited about it, and then obviously the, the tragedy happened, and, and every, it took a, a 180. Everything changes, and and it was uh, we wanted to be respectful. There was a, a delicate balance. We had talked about a million different ways for it to go, but we knew that that night changed from "Hey, you got a new hockey team, let's go" to like we got to honor the city, we got to honor the, the heroes in the city, we got to honor those who were lost, and we have to do it in a way. And this is this is the hard part that we're really happy with kind of just how it played out is do it in a way that is, is ceremonial and is, is memorable, but, but does have a sort of a closure to, to just be like, okay, this was powerful. This was heavy. Now, you know what? We're all allowed for three hours to, to just enjoy being together in a, in a large group environment, really for the first time after some, after that tragedy. And let's just have a good time. The fact that the guy scored three or four goals, you know, the first few minutes helps. Um, yeah. For everybody's uh, pressure and stress, but but it was definitely a, uh, a delicate balance. It was one of the hardest things our groups have ever been a part of, and, and we're we hope it went well. But but the response from from again this community has been very 
thank you for that. That meant a lot. It was important, which was the greatest compliment we could have. We can, we can think what we want to think, but really, if the city was proud of, of what their team put on that night, then we, then we did what we needed to do. And, and, and it's something we'll uh, re- truly like a, a somber highlight of the year. You know, for, for right. how that all went down. So. Well, I think what you did was really you set the relationship between the team and the city, which is so important. You know, you talk a lot about traditions. I see that all over when yeah. I did some research with that. This is the way you build up this thing because there's always kind of yeah. that fear, right? Especially in a city that's so transient like Las Vegas yeah. that maybe yep. this isn't going to hit home. But you really have mm-hmm. people are all talking about it everywhere. Yeah, it, it's it's well, you know, what you said you talked about like during the national anthem, like. The crowd all cheers night because that's their team. They're they're proud of what it is, who they are, and, and being a part of it. So so setting traditions, it's great to be in, in certain cities that have been around for a hundred years. Oh, at the Chicago Cubs, they they have a celebrity saying, "Take me out to the ball game." Well, they've been doing it for a hundred years, so probably not a lot of people remember their first season. You know, right? Not, not a lot of people remember their fiftieth. You know, you were in year one, so those traditions take a long time to build. So some of it, the best traditions are organic. They're authentic. They come from the city's pulse and the heart of the team, and, and, and people just jump in, and then it kind of catches on. But, but some of them, in the case of where we, where we live, the kind of city we're in, and just, just, just in the, the, the consciousness that's so fast in this world today with digesting media so quickly and it spits out and the content is just moving, we need to make sure that we um, also hear some of the big elements early, just so people know what to do. Because with, with everything, you start with a new team, no one knows to chant Go Nights Go the first game. Like, we, we want to chant something. They're, they're spirit. The spirit's great. They're ready to go. But you got to coach them. You got to say, hey, you know what, guys? We know you're loud. We know you're ready to go to cheer your team on. How about we try this to start? So we would purposely try a lot of different things, be it chants, be it songs, be it genres of, of video clips or movies or anything else. And then we would we use a term a lot, like listen to the crowd, listen to the community. What are they saying to us? It was really important for us to build any kind of tradition and just any fan base. You got to make sure that they're a part of this process and they're included in the growth of of what these traditions will become and just the, the instant like hit the ground running kind of experience we wanted for our fans and for this city. We'll be back with more in just a moment. Want to take a moment though to talk about the Neon Museum in Las Vegas and their great new show called Brilliant. First of all, the Neon Museum, you got to go there. If you've never been there, it's a world class experience and you can really learn the history of vintage Las Vegas through the signs that everybody remembers from the early days. It's great. But on Wednesdays through Monday, right at sunset, for 30 minutes, they've got a show called Brilliant. This thing is incredible. You've got to find out more about it. It's a way where they bring these signs back to life you have to see it it's incredible you go to the website first of all www.neonmuseum.org and you're strongly advised to get the tickets in advance so you want to go there ahead of time you can go backslash brilliant to go right to that show tickets are available there they're located at 770 las vegas boulevard just north of downtown las vegas that's the neon museum And we're back. We're visiting with Johnny Greco, the vice president of entertainment for the Vegas Golden Knights. You know, the atmosphere is incredible. It's loud. It's exciting. I was a little afraid when the team first had, or the city rather, had been awarded the franchise that because of the type of city that Las Vegas is, you're going to get, and because it's a great place to visit, you're going to get a lot of teams coming in and it's going to sound like, you know, kind of a 50-50 arena. It doesn't. And yet yet when I notice at a game where 
again, <laughs> the Knights got beat. They got beat bad. Yeah. But there was a friendly yeah. rivalry, and there wasn't that feeling, you know, yeah. where, where you know you weren't afraid of the other t- the other uh, fans or anything. Is that something you kind of had to work on? Because you are going to get people, especially like when you talk about cities like Chicago yeah. and Detroit and that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. We we knew we knew going in. Um, that that was going to be a, a thing, right? Like Chicago, like hey, you're in Chicago and it's December. You want to go to Vegas and watch your team play? Like that probably sounds pretty nice when you when you've had like 14 straight snow days. Um, and coming from Cleveland, I, I empathize with that. So I, I get that that you want to come to your team on the road, and a lot of the southern states and teams do well in the winter because of that. But Vegas is again a real great destination city. So we knew going in there'd be a lot of visiting fans. We weren't sure how many. And we, we definitely weren't sure how they would be. Like, to your point, it's, it's, it's not a contentious environment. It's not like, we hate you, Winnipeg, you know, and they right. hate us. But <laughs> they come in, and people are here generally on vacation. You know, the, the, the tourists that are coming in, they're having a good time. They're excited to see their team play. But, again, fortunately, we've been winning a lot of these games. But the games that we, we don't win or the games that are close and where the other team takes the lead early – uh, you do feel a, a pretty good presence of the visiting uh, team, but our fans have, have kind of been educated and just run with this where they immediately come back. They immediately get loud. They immediately know that, like, we've got to get our boys excited, so let's, let's keep this thing rolling. Um, so it was something we were cognizant of going in, but, but it really had to start happening before we could program towards it a little bit. But it's, it's, I, I tell a lot of people it's similar to, like, this collegiate atmosphere where it's this back and forth and and you, you can't have the the sweet doesn't taste the sweet without the sour so when the visiting fans come in and they're they're cheering loud well what does that do to our fans there's two ways you can go we could cower down and be quiet and fortunately las vegas has awesome sports fans so they go the other way they, they're like okay you're going to be loud anything you can do we can do better so we're going to come back twice as loud and it, and it provides kind of this, this atmosphere that you're talking about that we had hoped for but there's just no way of telling how it was all going to play out. And again, hats off to the, the city. The city's great. They love their team, and they let these players know that every single day. And it's, it's really exciting to be a part of, and, and it's historic. And we, we're celebrating it every single game. And we must be excited also about T-Mobile Arena because it's you know, b- pretty much brand new. And yeah. you, you have there's no limitations from a technological standpoint what kind of uh, things you can do you know, that, for that kind of off-ice entertainment that's also mm-hmm. important to visiting fans. Yeah, we we um we wanted to again Vegas the Vegas portion. We knew that having partners like like I, I use it a lot, but Cirque du Soleil is a great one. And there's just all these performance groups and artists all around, um, and it's a symbiotic thing. And not being originally from Vegas, I didn't know what this city was like. And then you realize just how much everyone kind of helps each other out and works together for the greater good of of just a fun experience for for people in the city, be it locals or, or tourists. Um, and the game experience you know that hasn't changed that at all so so the arena is beautiful there's a lot there it's a it's a it's a city and culture that understands production and and beautiful lighting and and phenomenal performances you know be it hanging from the rafters or 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 a wonderful anthem uh you know that the talent level is just it's it's off the charts anywhere you look so that helps with the whole arena experience uh, the technology, new arena, that's always a beautiful thing. It's a unique arena compared to other arena layouts. And, um, and you know, we, we've created certain things within the arena that, that give it a little bit more of a night's flair. Um, as you saw, you know, kind of have this castle up in the tower area. And we put up all the NHL team banners. And we wanted to make sure it felt like a sporting team arena. 
but but uh, just the, the layout of that whole the fortress as we like to call it it's it's a great fan experience and the old cliche there's not a bad seat in the house it's true it's actually there's mostly really really good seats in the house all over the place and uh, the sound system is off the charts it's second to none and and that helps because music at, at any event is always something that's pretty scrutinized and and be it, it's too loud or you're playing too much of this kind of genre like again we listen to the fans and we yeah. program to show that. For the most part, they seem to be pretty happy with. So we'll keep getting better. We have a long way to go. There's a lot of other things that we want to accomplish as we go this year. Obviously, you know, if we're fortunate enough to to go a little further in April, uh, we've got some things up our sleeve there as well. And then, you know, we're, we're planning on being here for a while. So there's a there's a year or two as well. We got to get ready for. So we're we're really excited about all this. Well, that leads me to my last question, Johnny, and that's sure. you know. This I get the idea. You know, I, I read a lot about what went into this, but this is going to sort of mm-hmm. be like kind of like Disneyland, where as long as you guys have imagination, this is never going to stay. It's never going to stay uh, stagnant, right? I mean, you you're always right. looking for new stuff to do. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's that's just fortunately just the the culture of our of our team behind the team, and 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 the, again, the props to just the, the production team that kind of puts on the game. Like they they're all relentless and they're hungry and they want to do what's out there. That's, that's popular. That's new, but we want to be trendsetters. We will always want to honor the game, the great game of hockey, the traditions that are there, but we also want to make it our own and put the Vegas spin on it. And, uh, and we want to come up with the new, the new thing that people are talking about. We want to be the first to do some things, you know, in a first year franchise in a city that hasn't had the pro team, you know, a lot of the things we're doing are first for the fans, but you know, look, we want to be bigger than, than Vegas. We want, the people in New York or Carolina or Florida or LA to be like, holy cow, do you see what Vegas is doing? Like we want, we want to be leaders within the, the game entertainment experience in general. So we have a long way to go before that happens. But again, the city is, is it's a walking inspiration for entertainment. Like you just, you go to this show or you see this comedian, or you hear this performer, or you just walk down Fremont street and you can be inspired by all these versions of art and, and what comes down to it now is just making the proper choices of how you program some of those inspirations into the game with, again, letting the game lead, making sure we have home ice advantage so the crowd is just going crazy for our, for our guys. But, but, you know, what else, is, what else can be fun and different that, that plays to, to Vegas and just plays to a good time? Well, I would agree with you, and I would tell anybody, if you've been to an NHL game, they're, they're always great, but this is something completely different. You want to you wanna see it, uh, or you want to adopt a fun team to root for. Boy, this is, sure is one. So, Johnny, when people come to Las Vegas, how do they get tickets? Uh, there, there's, there's a lot of different ways. Obviously, you can go online and or call our, um, our, our ticket, great ticket uh, sales team, and they'll, they'll help you out with those kind of things. Um, Flash Seats is the paperless ticketing system that we use, um, which makes it really easy to be able to share tickets with friends and guests and everything else. Um, I know on the secondary market, uh, StubHub is, is where people are buying tickets. Um, but, you know, t- tickets are around. You know, you, you, don't, you don't use the term to sell out. People are excited and people want to be here, which is a great thing. But, you know, it, when there's a will, there's a way. You can get your tickets for sure. And if people want to know more about the team, your website is? Vegas Golden Knights dot com um it's funny because we have kind of an internal uh it's not per se an internet but for us to get to it it's a little bit different so i'm 99 sure <laughs> that there might be a backslash nhl involved there as well and on the twitter the twitter world obviously we're there 
Um, yeah, I wanted to ask you, uh, you, you mentioned that your social media is hilarious. These people are funny. Great. And, they, and they, it looks yeah. like they're having fun with it, which is great. Instead of just yeah. like, here's a score. It's more like us versus them. Yeah. The night yeah. I went, they said, oh, God, this is one of the worst things. The only thing we can hope now is just ends. <laughs> and uh, that's honest yeah. and great, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you uh, again, the, the season and what's going on on the ice predicates a lot of kind of the experience, too, right? So it's. You're listening to the fans, but you also got to be respectful of how the season's going. And, and when you're a brand new team who hasn't played a game before, you know, in the summertime, like we sort of had to come up with a plan of, oh, what is this team? What is the brand? What? A, how is it? But but until then, the puck drops, you just don't know. And then as that goes, you sort of let that the the story on the ice be the narrative for the for the night, and and you you evolve. Uh, as the season goes on and as the uh, the wins accumulate and and it's it's an exciting thing to do but you got to be reactive too you got to have a strong culture and uh, assurance of what you want to be and what your voice is supposed to be We're at the games social media etc but you, but then you also want to you know be adaptable be fluid with the with the experience and 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 fluid with with what the narrative is Johnny thanks so much best of luck in the playoffs thank you so much Stephen I really really appreciate uh, the time and uh Go Knights, go, my friend. Come back to the game soon, huh? You've been listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, the podcast, with new shows loaded twice weekly. Got a guest idea? Email us at info at VegasNeverSleeps.com and catch the show live every Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, coast to coast on the BizTalk Radio Network.